thank you all for tuning in again for our sixth podcast. We knew we'd make it this far. We've been slowly learning and improving our processes for recording and publishing these podcasts. So I hope you're seeing an improvement in the general quality of it. Today, we don't have a guest speaker um, because I thought it'd be a great opportunity to give you guys an update um, and share some uh, news with our community. Um, first of all, thank you for being part of our uh, community. Uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to, to listen to uh, some of the great uh, stories of founders that we uh, try to share on here. Despite an apparent lack of new boxes since the, the date that we launched, we do have a few irons in the fire. Let's start with our uh, first update. We've been accepted into the Future of Food Venture Summit, which is an event put on by the City of Chicago's World Business Chicago Economic Development Organization. Um, it's a fancy way of saying that it's an event where investors, corporations, and startups participate to showcase innovation happening in the food industry in Chicago. So if you're attending, please look us up. And uh, that reminds me that just a general kind of call out for all those who are listening. If you know of a manufacturer who would benefit from having samples packaged and distributed, we'd love an intro. So uh, give us a shout at uh, admin at nakinoku.com. Um, we'd appreciate it uh, a lot. Not only were we accepted into uh, the, the event as a startup, but we're also named as a vendor for the summit. So we'll be including our sample box into the swag bags, which are given out to attendees. Um, we're working with some new vendors, so watch out for those samples to be made available on our website uh, pretty soon. We've got spice mixes, which are like barbecue rubs, um, and we have some other interesting food innovations like a garbanzo-based bean butter. Uh, for those who uh, don't want to uh, try the nut butters, uh, this is a brand new innovation that space. Amy's been working on it, and uh, we believe that the samples will really help to sort of uh, showcase that that new innovation. Uh, another uh, hatchery business that we're working with, uh, hopefully you'll hear from the founder very soon, uh, is working on plant-based meats in the Chicagoland area, specifically whole-cut, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, meat equivalent for chicken. Uh, I think is is the first one that she's working on. So um, hopefully we'll be able to hear from her very soon as well. That brings to my mind all the great innovation that I saw when I was at the trade show, specifically the Winter Fancy Food Show. I remember so many new flavors and textures of food. You know, kelp-based salsa was a really interesting one for me. Great in terms of sustainability, um, but the fact that it didn't taste like kelp, it tasted like salsa. I think that was <laughs> it's very important for food. Um, when we talk about sustainability, that it, that it tastes good first. Um, I think I, re I remember um, speaking about that with Alina as well. Mushroom products were another one that we um, heard a lot about. We often um, struggle to find sustainable ingredients because big factory-style farms are often far away from the consumers. But mushrooms are something that can be grown in the urban environment. So um, that's really interesting innovation. Actually, that brings to mind, related to that, uh, you know, another thing that we're seeing as a trend in the industry is a lot of these urban vertical farming. Um, and the reason that's interesting to me is because when you talk about sustainability, the truck miles, the, the miles that your food travels to get to your door, to your to your uh, table, is kind of also impacting the flavor of the food. So a lot of the food that we eat today, uh, you know, when you talk about tomatoes, they don't taste like tomatoes because they're plucked very early to be able to survive the transportation process to the grocery store, then the whole time in the grocery store until someone picks it up and brings it home. So urban farming and particularly vertical farming has an opportunity uh, there to 
improve the the taste actually and and the and the quality of the food that we and the produce that we eat because the of the shorter uh, supply chain to get to your uh, to your uh, table, which means they can be plucked later on after the flavors have developed and, and enhanced over the life of that fruit rather than being plucked early and artificially sort of um, uh, kept ripening through the process of transportation. So the future looks bright for better quality produce in your fridge. Um, I think we'll see a lot more of that innovation happening as we are seeing more supply chain um, you know, disruptions. So people are having a, a tough time bringing in from other countries. So hopefully we'll start to see more local farms, you know, shortening of those like uh, travel miles that, that food takes. Also in other news, uh, Old Arthur's has been named as the very best tomato-based mild barbecue sauce in the USA by the National Barbecue and Grilling Association uh, and taking third in the spicy category. Old Arthur's rub was also recognized in the poultry, uh, poultry uh, rub category. So um, that's been a huge win, and we want to celebrate Udell's win there. Uh, hopefully, we'll have him on too as well to talk about the history. I'll uh, a link to it in our description. But Old Arthur's history is, is pretty much unparalleled in barbecue. It uh, it goes all the way back to before the Civil War, 1837. Um, it's a pretty incredible history, and and I love that video. So it, it talks a lot about um, how it's been handed down from from that time from Arthur himself. Um, Next, I know that uh, when we talk about uh, our uh, product set, I know a lot of people have asked us about the retail packs. Like, you know, it's great to have the samples, but could you also buy retail versions of those little packs? Now, that's really interesting to us because we ourselves ran into that. Um, my wife, uh, Merle, we were packing the kids' lunch uh, one morning, and we were thinking, you know, with the chicken nuggets, it would be great to be able to send a high quality packet of barbecue sauce, uh, you know, with the kids. So we've been working on potentially, uh, you know, putting six of those packets into a retail box and then um, selling that on our website. We're uh, working through some some final uh, ideas on that. So hopefully you will see that pretty soon as well. Uh, getting a packet of barbecue sauce to take with your lunch or, or instead, of, uh, instead of stealing the ones from uh, Wendy's or McDonald's and, and hoarding those, uh, you know, the much better barbecue sauce that you can take with you. Uh, we're working also on hot sauce, but uh, it's been a tough category to crack. So hopefully we'll have a few folks respond to us on the hot sauce as well. In general, you know, what we're doing, we think of ourselves as a, as a purpose um, uh, or mission-oriented organization. We want to enable small business. I, I was just explaining to a couple of new folks uh, who are speaking to us today about our mission and our, our vision for where this goes. Ultimately, the point of what we're doing is to enable the small businesses to get samples to the consumer so the consumers are comfortable then spending, uh, you know, oftentimes a, a premium uh, cost for these uh, locally made, you know, small batch products. You know, I think something that all consumers need to understand is when you're able to be like a Kraft Heinz where you're making hundreds of thousands or millions of units, the unit cost of that goes down. For a small producer, and, and similarly for a small sampling company, when you do things that are very small run, often hand, you know, failed, for example, for small companies, um, the cost per unit is pretty high. So understand that um, when you decide to go local, one of the one of the things you're going to face is that you don't have those economies of scale. So 
it is going to be a premium price product. But the difference there is that you get a much better product because it's not mass produced and, and uh, addressing every possible palette out there so that it can be sold in the in the millions. You can get a product that speaks specifically to one person's palate. So, for example, not one person, but a specific consumer set's palate. So, for example, if you like spicy barbecue sauce, you know the big guys may not make it spicy enough for you. Why? Because they have to cater to the lowest common denominator. Versus a smaller company is willing to do that innovation and address the need in the marketplace for that spicier sauce. Similarly, larger companies often don't want to take the risk of of trying something new like garbanzo based bean butter now if amy's successful i bet you you'll start seeing large companies also uh come into that space that's just the nature of how this business goes but you know i wanted to encourage people to support the lo- lo- small producers as we were before um because that allows us to you know have a real impact in our neighborhoods as we talked about with um olivia but Beyond that, also to uh, long term, be able to see more interesting tastes and flavors, right? The more that we as consumers support companies that are bringing out more authentic, you know, uh, Chinese, uh, you know, uh, ethnic uh, spice flavors and Indian ethnic spice flavors and, and Middle Eastern and, um, and Asian and Southeast Asian flavors and South American flavors, we'll start to see an explosion of those in the marketplace. Um, and we'll see a kind of a you know a shift. I hope from seeing you know the the flavors of India and and uh, China and and uh, Southeast Asia as these cheap and cheerful things to seeing them in in the in the light of the history that they have as as you know premium products as something that represents uh, a culture. Um, and so hopefully you know we'll see consumers being more willing to spend. Uh, the premium price on those products. So, you know, big, big dreams, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, I think we it's achievable in our lifetime. I think we can see this, you know, this ship turned around in our lifetime. So stick with us. We do have a few more things uh, planned. Uh, you see me doing that. So we have a few more things being planned and we will see uh, more products on the website very soon. If there's any questions that you guys have about what we do and um, how we can have an impact on the world or if something that you want to hear about, um, please give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, we're always hungry for feedback. And that's a great point, too. If you have any feedback on the website or on on what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you as well. So thank you all for listening. And we will catch you next time around. It's only been 11 minutes on this podcast, but uh, we'll give you another 10 minutes back in your day. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.